This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Utah Jazz evened the series at a game apiece. And now both teams will have to go to the chalkboards to try to figure out a defensive answer. Two of the best defensive teams in the NBA, but no one can stop the other one. Will somebody be able to do it and take a 2-1 advantage? We'll find out Saturday. Tip-off is at 7.30. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Great job by Austin Sounds of the Week, brought to you by Premier Wave Therapy. You've heard about Acoustic Wave for ED and how it is an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There is now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how they are unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and learn about their special offer. Time for a little what's going on. Gordon, you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's get there. All right, we're checking in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start off with DJ and PK talking about fan behavior here we go again more jazz fans banned for their behavior their language for crossing the line going beyond heckling getting into it with john morant's dad scott says it's horrible but let's not go here we go again boston philly new york all had incidents this week stupid people all over i'm glad they were all banned okay that is here we go again though people have been banned before for saying stuff before yeah, I don't think this – I think it's ridiculous to say, oh, this is Utah. That, to me, uh, that's stereotyping. Oh, and let's call it like it is. Oh, the Mormons. I mean, we wouldn't do that with most other groups, but somehow we feel comfortable to do it here. And there's 14,000 people in the arena, and three or four people are being ridiculous. Well, it's it's not everyone. Most Most common good folk – are just appalled by this behavior. So when I say here we go again, I'm not saying it specifically to any uh, state or city or whatnot. And I realize some have worse reputations than others. And maybe to agree that reputation is earned. I don't know. I don't understand all these things here. But I think that from the league perspective, you know, have it, and maybe they do to some, as you're walking in the arena, have signs, have stuff being posted out there, have announcements being made, uh, and do studies. How much of it is because we're selling liquor, alcohol? It's, it's Maybe none of it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have any answers, but I would like to see some proactive stuff. And if you see, like, uh, players' families and know where they're sitting – you know, make sure that there's uh, tighter security over there or something along those lines or whatever it might be. Be aware, you know, like when the Lakers come to town, if they should play in a playoff, hopefully they do. And you see some people walking with Lakers gear and they're carrying, and there's two people and they're carrying four beers apiece and it's before the game. You keep an eye on that. Maybe that'll lead to something and have that be there. And then, of course, have... 
people, I think they already do this in most stadiums, if there's stuff around, you can text this number and security will show up. You know what I mean? So That's pretty common, already, now, I think. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Continue to do that stuff, and let's see if we can get rid of it. Well, you don't want to label people, but Jacob says, well, they're Utes. Is this unexpected? Uh, okay, on this one, I don't know that I would joke around like that. The rivalry in all things, even this. I have no Although idea. Although Kevin says, are. or Aggies, or Cougars, or Wildcats, dot, 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 right, dot, dot, right. dot. So. Right, 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 right. But it's a, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for locally. It's a bad look regionally, uh, country-wise, and <clears throat> all this stuff. We've got to end it. We've got to get to the mindset of you're a fan, and you go to the game. You can boo or cheer. And then just don't do anything else. And then certainly don't get involved with anybody who is uh, sitting next to you or whatnot. Uh, but it continues to happen. And it is it is a small number, but the only acceptable number is zero. Yes, but I don't think we've seen the last of it. I think we'll be having this discussion again. Somebody will go and decide it's a good idea, and they think it's uh, funny, or they're angry, and they feel like they have to let it out, or I don't, I don't know what all their motivations are. I've never be, been that why, angry at a sport. Why event. they go down? Why they go down this road? You see, some people yelling at games though, and you think you are super angry. <laughs> you are furious. Uh, Sometimes they think they're funny, and yeah, there's that too. That's, there are people who think that's they're why being I tell clever. You. Your wife thinks you're funny, and maybe your mother. That's it. You're not funny. So all you're doing is annoying the fan experience for the folks around you. Nobody comes to a game to hear, to hear you, you talk. <laughs> yeah. That let that sink in, people. Man. Right. I'm buying these tickets. I really hope there's someone within a row or two of me who is hilarious. Right, said, right. Uh, said no one ever. Right. <laughs> they, you, all you do is ruin it. Keep your mouth shut. You're not, I realize you're trying to look for separation in life, but you're not going to get it there. All you're going to do is spoil it for the folks around you. So sort of find a way to knock that off and <clears throat> just re- keep reinforcing the message from from the league standpoint and leagues because it's not particular to the NBA. The NBA, their arenas are smaller, obviously, so they can be closer to the players and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe it happens there. But we've seen it. Gosh, what was it a couple of weeks ago? The guy wearing a Padres jersey knocks out the Rockies fan. You see that one? Yeah, I, I did not, but I'm not surprised. We've seen yep. we've seen fan stuff. I'll look for oh. it right now. We've you seen did, fan oh, stuff yeah. before. Yeah. He no, walks it's, across. It's it's a matinee in Colorado. He walks down the aisle, punches the guy right, and the guy is knocked out. The guy's wearing a Padre jersey. Who does the punching? What? what where? Do, how do we get to even that point? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, in the middle of the day, no less. It's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, oh, it's out there. You can see it. It's actually gruesome to watch. Because the guy gets wobbly and then falls down. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, what is your deal? I'm going to go to the ballpark and get in a brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Since, yeah, I can't even imagine that. All right, there you go. That's TJ and PK on fan behavior. Um, 
side note, not entirely on point, other than them talking about that uh, that Padre fan and mm-hmm. that video. If you've seen it, it's something. The guy goes right down. I will never understand likes to fight guy. I've never, never understood likes to fight guy. Even when I was younger, and that guy was more common. I don't get likes to fight guy. Yeah, I always thought that story you tell about your friend who was looking for a fight in Vegas that time, just being, you know, you. I, the way the rest of the group, your other fa- friends reacted to that was, hey, knock it off. Get away from us, you know? <laughs> Stop it. Why are you looking to get in a fist fight? Yeah. Just How never... is that going to make your night better? Right. And you're at a, you're at a game and you're, you're interacting with another fan? I think you can find the self-control to not have a fist fight. <laughs> it seems like you that, know? you know, at a bare minimum. Or my buddy in Vegas. We're down here with a group of guys on a bachelor party. I think we could figure out a way to have a good time. But, Jake, they're wearing the other fight. jersey. Yeah, just uh, I've never understood that. So that, that just is, is that right there. Um, I thought what PK said was pretty funny, actually. He said, <laughs> don't go to a game and try to be funny or clever around the other yeah. people around you. They're there to watch the game. They don't think that what you say is going to be entertaining. Your wife, maybe, your mother, maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> you know, I think that every time we do a show. <laughs> I told you, I always thought I was funny until I started doing this show, and now I realize I'm not. I'm not either, buddy. It's all right. It's fine. We're not funny. <laughs> no reason to be have hurt feelings about it. It's just really a fact. <laughs> what you know, because sometimes we're unintentionally funny. But what's really kind of aggravating is people who try to constantly be funny when they're not funny. Right. Like when you spend uh, half a segment, I mean, painstaking minutes, <laughs> setting up some sort of terrible pun. <laughs> no, actually. It seems to happen quite a bit. No, no, but see, that's accidental humor. You know, because I don't set it up to get that one pun in. It's just in the middle of the discussion, it distills upon me, and then I'm sort of forced yeah, to yeah. say it. And Jim Nance doesn't prep his lines either. Yeah, right, and hello, friends, is just spontaneous. <laughs> really, I don't. Just so, winding I, stories, no. build up that is, is like something uh, written by Ernest Hemingway. It's so slow, and then it gets to some sort of terrible pun at the end. What's your thing with Ernest Hemingway? I love Hemingway, but he, he his I just say that because his stories are not particularly fast paced. <laughs> okay. You may you may love and appreciate them, but they are not like uh, Grisham page turners. <laughs> okay, all right. I think you uh, you would even agree with that. Luckily, most of them aren't that long. <laughs> Luckily, he's just one of the great American writers. Oh, he's incredible. I, yeah, but I mean. I went back and read Sun Also Rises for a second time, and I had to really, like, churn my way through it. Did you drink a lot of Diet Coke? I forgot how slow this thing moved. You know, sometimes I get that feeling when I go back and watch old movies of a certain era that are really good. But, but man, they do take their time getting there, don't they? Do you you remember when Gordon told that segment and a half story about his friend and he at the grocery store back in college? And his friend was throwing stuff over the aisles to him. Yeah. What do you mean? I said it just like you did. I finished it in about uh, 20 seconds. It was two and a half minutes. And it ended. Memorably. Then he threw a glass container of syrup. If I hadn't caught it, uh, it would have been clean up in aisle five. 
pain, see, painful see, long minutes no, of setup, no. only to get well. No, it was it was, it was fifteen seconds. <laughs> it was not fifteen seconds. That was the end it. of it, there, sir. That was the very end. <laughs> and I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think of the cleanup in aisle five until the last minute. It's just sort of, <laughs> you know, cleanup. <laughs> In aisle five. Oh, you guys got it backwards. It wasn't ideal. I was thinking to myself, oh, clean up in aisle five. That'd be really funny if I led up to that. But, no, I didn't even think that. I'll bet if we looked on your palm that day, it would have said clean I up mean, on just aisle five. Painful detail, too. I was there with my friend. His name was Barry. He grew up on Maple Street. And, you know, like in, in aught five, he ended up going to a bountiful high school where he graduated with a 375. No. And then eventually not, we get to not Vince Scully. wind our way through <laughs> to clean up on aisle five. Oh, brother. You want that was a long thorough? setup for that joke. <laughs> you want to get to the thorough? Please. Uh, here's Thurl Bailey on with Hans and Scotty talking about how important Donovan Mitchell is. Well, first of all, just, Don, just Donovan's presence and being back was going to make a difference anyway, right? So not just him, but but the fans. And that, that brought a whole nother level of energy in the arena that they probably didn't have a couple nights before that. Um, but the other part of that was how was Donovan going to come out? Was he going to try to come out? We know we've seen him play on that superstar level, but he didn't need to do that last night. And, you know, he gauged the game very well. He knew that, that defending was going to be um, a big part of it but also the energy that Brooks brought when he was out. So I, I just liked his approach to the game uh, and attacking right away because it, it last night was really all about who punched first and who could punch the longest, knowing that both teams are going to make runs throughout the course of the game. It's uh, one thing to see Ja Moran a couple of times throughout the season and a few times on TV, but watching him up close in person in a series – uh, this guy's got a chance to be really, really special. He's really good. What are your takeaways from what you've seen from him from the first two games of the series? Well, I knew he was special when my son tried to guard him in the NCAA tournament when my son was at Marquette. Mm. And uh, I'm like, wow. this. You know, I, I, looked, I looked at what Jaw had around him when he was in college, and they were good players, but he just took everybody to another level and – just had a knack for the game itself so I, I really knew he was going to be be NBA ready and not a lot of guys you can say that about because it takes them a year or so but he just has this knack but he he is uh you know it reminds me of you know Donovan his, his rookie season right you knew you know there's something special there and it's just going to get better and better I think once he can dial in a consistent three-point shot um it, it's it's you know, it's it's going to be a great career for him. There you go, Thurl Bailey uh, on with Hanson Scotty talking about the importance of uh, of Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. I didn't know that uh, the Thurl's son uh, matched up against Donovan in college. I think it was Jaw, wasn't it? Or was it Jaw? I was thought it was, was. Uh, matched up against Jaw. Oh, was it? Oh. oh. Uh, okay, we are here at the warehouse. Come on by and see us. You are. I've never looked and seen you look so comfortable. It's and considering that I don't, that I am, you know, have a newborn and 
it's I, I can't decide if it's like a positive or a negative. Does that make any sense? Because I am kind of tired. So from that standpoint, shouldn't I be sitting on like some sort of rigid chair? But no. yet at the same time, I'm very comfortable. Yeah, it's very this nice. is one of the reasons. And I've got to compliment Toph on this because this is one of the reasons you're being nice to me today as opposed to your usual ragged hey. self uh, hey. is because you're so comfortable I over am there. quite comfortable. And if the furniture that you buy makes you more pleasant to be around, that's a win, baby. What a, a sales pitch wrapped up in an insult, the best kind. <laughs> Toph, Toph joins us once again, our friend Christopher from here at the warehouse. What's going on, Toph? Uh, what's going on, Jake? Hey, Gordon, I do want to apologize for kind of my stark remarks. Our last remote, I think we went off to a bad note, but uh, <laughs> glad you're comfortable this time. <laughs> I am. I am very. But, yeah, uh, everyone loves coming to the warehouse. Not only is the location new, it's completely renovated, but we're the most comfortable shop in town, man. Absolutely, and and it's beautiful. And here's the thing, Tove, it's full. You know, we talk about supply chain and other furniture places and down the road and uh, that don't have things. You'll get it in months. You guys have it. It's here. We're sitting on it, and it's priced to move. And that's the best part about the warehouse. Not only are we the most friendly, most family-like service customer customer service team in town, we also we tend to the tailor's needs with an inventory that is stacked full to the, to our back warehouse. That's why we're called the warehouse, man. We stack everything. We buy everything in bulk so we can sell it as cheap as possible. On that note, I actually have, Jake, are we good? I want to give you three sectionals that will just blow your mind. Let's do it. So the first one I want to talk about is actually made by the company that's right next door. We'll call them the the home store. And we bought one sectional, and we accidentally got, got four of them. And they're filling up space on our floor, and we need to get them out of here. We normally sell this sectional all the time for twenty three ninety nine. It's a fabric L-shaped, L-shaped upholstered sectional. We're doing it this week only for Memorial Day, twelve ninety nine for an L-shaped five-person seating sectional. How about that? Boom. Amazing. Uh, not going to find another deal like that. Check it out, 1825 South 300 West. And Toph mentioned it. Memorial Day sale, so it's not going to last long. you got to do it this weekend. Christopher, thanks, buddy. Thank you, Jake. All right, there's our friend Toph. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz playoff series with the Memphis Grizzlies all tied up. One game apiece. Game three. Now the series shifts back to uh, Memphis. We'll be coming up tomorrow night. Mike Conley talks about what it's going to take to win this series. For us, just, you know, we can't give up 30 points in, you know, six minutes. You know, those kind of runs that Memphis is capable of going on. Um, They had that kind of run start the half uh, in the third quarter. And, um, you know, if we can just continue to you know stay stay locked in defensively and 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 you know limit those those runs i think we give ourselves a chance to be um a team that can come out with this series and and um you know just the consistency aspect of it is going to be huge tip off tomorrow night will be at 7:30 pre-game coverage begins on the zone sports network at 6:30 this update brought to you by mountain land supply where the pros go for plumbing landscaping irrigation agricultural irrigation hvac parts tools and safety equipment 
Find a location near you at mountainland.com. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Band of the day today, the Wallflowers coming to USANA Amphitheater with Matchbox 20. Date still to be determined, but it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. We had uh, Bob Dylan on early, uh, as the band of the day um, earlier this week. I believe, isn't Jacob Dylan his son, the lead singer of the Wallflowers? Uh, yep, that's true. It's been a Dylan kind of week. About Dylan Brooks, no, but that I, I suppose that fits. Oh, but that's cool coming with Matchbox 20. Austin, you were uh coming of age around the Matchbox 20 oh, yeah. popularity <laughs> time. Were you a Matchbox 20 guy? Well, uh, yes, and that should surprise absolutely nobody. Uh, it, it didn't really land, it didn't stick with me though, like my uh, other bad taste in music like Creed and such. But uh, I did at the time enjoy Matchbox 20. Well, I well, had... is Matchbox 20 somehow. Uh... I don't know. Embarrassment? They, not really. I mean, Shouldn't they were be. they were pretty poppy. But I had the I had the CD. What was that one album that did so well for them? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was bluish, wasn't it? I something like that. I had it though. I, I, yeah, with three a.m. and straight up and whatever. Anywho, uh, the Wallflowers coming to town with Matchbox Twenty. Stay tuned uh, for a day. Mad Season. That's what it was. Um, Gordon, we still have a couple more items on the list. Yeah, just two uh, here, but uh, I, I we've got other things that we could talk about. But Wayne Gretzky's rookie card, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, mint condition, just sold for $3.75 million. All right. Well, good. It is good the, for good for him. The most ever paid for a single hockey card. That is remarkable. I mean, have you ever been into memorabilia? I had cards as a kid. I did too. I've got some autographs too. I've got some autographs around. But I never collected them with the idea of that they might be worth something one day. Of course, most people don't. But that, well, maybe back in that day, most people didn't. Jake but, has Steve McQueen's. John Hancock I do up have on his Steve wall. McQueen's autograph. That's oh, true. That's probably worth a little something. I don't know. The the signature is a little bit faded, but it's it's made out to my mother. What does it say? It says to Dari with love, Steve McQueen. Ooh. Was she uh was he a heartthrob for her? I don't know. Found it while cleaning out the uh the basement. No. Oh. So we framed it. It's pretty cool. It's his iconic scene from Great Great Escape and it has the autograph right there. When he's flying over the fence on the motorcycle? Or when he's riding the motorcycle. He's not E.T. <laughs> no, but he does. He does. He make flew a, right out of that camp. No, he, he makes an infamous uh, uh, catapult, I guess, over a fence. A ramp, right? an evil Knievel type thing. Yeah. But he ends up getting caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh, look, that movie came out in, what, 1965 or something? Yeah, but isn't it uh, symbolic of the, the constant struggle? They were ne- they will never win, that sort of thing. Well, that was his specialty, was escaping from those camps, and he always ended up back in them. <laughs> Boomerang theory? Yeah. Hmm. All right, and the last thing is this, and this is just sort of one of those crazy little topics I come up with, but I want to know, if you could go anywhere... On a vacation. I'm not, I am I can't even ask you this question because you're going to come up with something like Hoboken, New Jersey or something. No, I'd go to Salem, Utah to see Johnny Lightfoot if, play this If you weekend. could go anywhere on vacation, on the big wide world out there, where would you pick? All our listeners in the car, at home, wherever you are, at the office, play along with me here. Where would you want to go? And... Would it be a place that you've already been, or would it be a new place that you had never seen? So I want to know how this fits in. Like you're, you're, this is self-serving in some way, shape, or form. Are you? No. Plan, are no. you planning some sort of exotic vacation? Are you looking for ideas? No, no, no. Is that what well, we're I'm doing always here? looking for a good idea? But uh, I, I just wonder where, where, where you would like to go. Where would you like to be? I don't know, but uh, there better be a butler, like that uh, one vacation that you took go. where you had Come a butler. <laughs> Have you ever been to Europe? Nope. Would you like to go? Sure. <laughs> That's very passionate, Jake. Have you ever been to the South uh, Pacific? I have. Fiji. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I'd go back to Fiji in a heartbeat. Would you? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Would you go back to Fiji, or would you prefer to go somewhere you've never been? Pick another island in the South Pacific? Uh, or or so, another place in the world. I don't know. I'd go back to Fiji. It's pretty amazing. Jake, there's a big world out there to go discover. You want to go see something new, don't you? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what about you? Um... I wouldn't mind going to Tahiti. I wouldn't mind uh, going uh, maybe. I've never been to Australia. Australia would be cool. Or New Zealand. So you are just fishing for ideas here. No, not really. It wasn't meant that way. Honestly, uh, I like any place tropical. Like I'd go back to Fiji again because how different could Tahiti and Fiji really be? But uh, if if I'm talking about something that like bucket list kind of thing, I would think like. I'd probably start with Rome or Greece just because I feel like the historical significance. Well, Rome is, is spectacular. It would be ideal to me. So yeah. the, the if you're talking to just me and not the rest of my family and what I would ideally like to do, I'd probably start there and see, you know, kind of the historic civilizations that have shaped today. Rome is nice. London is nice. A lot to do there. Um or, I mean, even, like, Egypt would be amazing, right, to go go see all that. The uh, Great Pyramids? Right. All right. You know, one thing I wouldn't mind trying. I wouldn't mind trying uh, sailing around the world on a luxury yacht. Just by, trying not, it? By yacht. Again. I, no, I don't mean a yacht, like a personal yacht. I mean, like a... A yacht. <laughs> yeah, what else is a yacht? I mean, I mean a small ship. Oh, that's not any better. That's not any less pretentious. Like, yeah, but yeah, but it, I, it's not like I want to, you know, <laughs> go on some, you know, 
sailboat yeah. or something. You want I, a yacht. <laughs> I want a small ship. Not one of those big 5,000 people type ships. It's no, you want too... the exclusive experience. You don't want a cruise. You want the, you want the Jeff Bezos treatment. <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty good. And I wouldn't mind going all the way around the world. Like that would be kind of fun. Gordon's the type of guy that would pay the three hundred grand for the new Bugatti pool table that's designed for yachts, to where no. it self-levelizes no matter what the ship's Does it doing. Really? Wow, that's impressive. I think that Gordon, <laughs> I think that Gordon would go, would plan this entire excursion, and a half an hour after being on the open sea, be so seasick, uh, but yet <laughs> locked in to the rest of the trip. Wait, I've, I've gone on four or five cruises already and never got sick. Cruises are different because those show, those boats don't rock like those. Well, I'm those that's why I mean. That's why I don't want a small boat. I want a, I want a, I want a small ship. Who is uh, captaining said vessel? <laughs> Somebody knows what he's doing. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant by by saying I would like to try sailing around the world. I am picturing you at the helm, going, "I got this, baby." No, no, I know, I know where my limitations are. No, I, I know are. a guy you can hire, uh, Captain. Uh, what's his Ron. first name? Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I said gorillas. <laughs> that may be one of my favorite jokes in movie history. The, the, yeah, okay, gorillas are native to equatorial Africa. I think I'll be okay. He said gorillas, not gorillas. He said gorillas. <laughs> and, and didn't he get, uh, what's his name, Martin Short? Didn't he get stuck in the shower with his wife? You would remember that scene. Not a surprise, Chester. <laughs> Not a shot. No, there was nothing like that. It just was. Of all up. the funny scenes in that movie, that's the one you're bringing up. All right. I just want not the that. kid playing Monopoly drinking a beer with an eye patch. No, if, not if, that one. If any of our listeners, <laughs> I like that movie. It's a great it's movie. movie. <laughs> if anybody out there has a good idea <laughs> on where to go in this big wide world. If you have a suggestion, uh, you know, send it in to me at Gordon Monson, or you can send it to Jake Scott, too, if you want. <laughs> How about that scene where they're basically lost at sea in this storm, and Captain Rod goes, I know we're close. And Martin, Martin Short goes, Captain Rod knows we're close. Translate this for the general. Captain Ron, why do you think we're close? Well, when we left port today, we had just enough gas to get to where we're going. And we are out of gas. Uh, ben, <laughs> honey, th th there are no gorillas. Not here. Well, yeah, there is, boss. Uh, sorry, Captain Ron. Gorillas are native to equatorial Africa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're live here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Uh, we'll have a market update coming up right around the corner. Kristen Kenny joins the show at 4. Uh, Jeff Calkins, um, Memphis sports radio host, joins us at 5. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Utah Jazz evened the series at a game apiece. And now both teams will have to go to the chalkboards to try to figure out a defensive answer. Two of the best defensive teams in the NBA, but no one can stop the other one. Will somebody be able to do it and take a 2-1 advantage? We'll find out Saturday. Tip-off is at 7.30. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Don't you know what you're working hard from 
Time for a market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Check them out, TridayTrading.com. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Gordon, how uh, did we do in the markets today? The markets, uh, well, let me start with the Dow. The Dow was up. Uh, it was, by the way, it was a wild trading day. Uh, all kinds of uh, ups and downs and all arounds. But uh, the Dow was uh, up, uh, looks like it was uh, nearly 65 points. I have a nice car. The NASDAQ was up uh, 12 and a half points. About a year ago, I did get a much nicer toilet. The S&P was up uh, just over three points. Hey, look, everybody, I have a nice car. What? Don't look at me. I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here. First of all, all those things were taken out of context. Not the first I have a nice car because I pulled that one. That's an old drop. <laughs> Okay. How is uh, a nicer toilet taken out of context? Because, uh, because in which context did you mean you got a nicer toilet a year ago? Other than a year ago, you bought a nicer toilet. What constitutes a nicer toilet? Well, to each his own. No, I mean, what, what, what? Other than just the price tag, what? It was, it was uh, sturdier. It was taller. Had a seat warmer. It was more comfortable. Like as like. Okay flushability a thing or? have you ever sat on a toilet that was really low to the ground and you, you had your <laughs> you know your kneecaps up to your eyeballs that's no fun that's not a good experience anywho <laughs> but you get a big size toilet you know you get you know your you know <laughs> your your uh your legs are parallel to the ground you know you don't have all that you just know it when you sit on it. About a year ago, I did get a much nicer toilet. Out of context. That's <laughs> yeah, not really out of context. No. Though. Play the first one again. I want to hear what uh, Jake is talking about. I have a nice car. See, now that is what you said. <laughs> That's what I said. Hey, look, everybody, I have a nice car. But see, I was there. I was a par It was a parody of saying I had a nice car. But when we were, I was talking about that, I only have one Porsche, which I've explained about a thousand times, is that I don't have very many nice things. And it's pronounced Porsche. The one thing that I treated myself with at that particular time was a, a decent car, not nothing else. You didn't say a decent car. Because I was I was giving everything I had to to uh, you know, family members and whatnot. But for that one little thing, that's what I did. But see, this is, herein lies the rub, Gordon. It's not a little thing. It's not like you treat yourself to, <laughs> you know, like ice cream once a week. You know, it's not like, well, I have a nice, um, let me let me think here, a nice chair. We're here at the warehouse. You know, I treat my, I, I, I'm completely selfless, but I, I do have a nice chair. <laughs> Like the, a car is is probably the what second biggest investment that that normal people make in their lives. <laughs> Goes your house and then your car. It'd be like saying like I don't treat myself much, but I do have a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the issue. Oh uh, uh, well, that's not the spirit in which it was spoken. But you might be you might be 
right about that. Actually. Or, or even somebody saying like, I, you know what? I've tried to be pretty selfless. I don't spend money on myself, but I do have nice skis like that. Like I could see that because then you're talking about hundreds of dollars, not like tens of thousands. Uh, yeah, but when you stack it all up. <laughs> All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now, we are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. I like that last justification there. Good on you. Yeah, there you go. I, I've, come, I've come around. Well, Gordon. one I thing. Take it back. One thing that everybody needs is comfortable furniture. That's what they need. I couldn't agree more. Tove joins us once again. What's going on, Christopher? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, we're just excited about this sale. We want to get folks in here to take advantage of it because uh, when people are paying double, sometimes triple down the road, that uh, that's no good. Come in here to the warehouse. Yeah, speaking of double and triple, we have – I want to get right into it this spot. We have a six-piece module sectional. And what that means is that each piece of the sectional can be taken apart and arranged in the way that you like. Six-piece leather, get this, three of the seats – our power reclining and you're stocking double triple the money down the street right if we were to go down the street go into the exact store that has this exact sectional it would be 42.99 for this set if i told you this weekend only memorial day sale memorial day sale 19.99 for a leather six-piece sectional jake what would you say oh man i don't know i don't believe you you don't believe me, right? <laughs> Going to be honest, like my dad might slap me for this one. Nineteen ninety nine, this weekend only. Leather sectional, three chairs are power reclining. Wow, that's amazing. You're not going to find that's a better amazing. deal like that on the planet, right? Not on the planet. The best part about this one, it's this this couch specifically is in gray, but there is a brown one that is manual reclining. So if you're hesitant about the the, the power. It's in manual. It's in power. The manual is a little cheaper. It'll save you a deal on that one. But nineteen ninety nine for three power recliners and a six piece sectional. How about that? Boom! I think it sums it up right. Boom! This weekend only. All right, take advantage of it. Thanks, Tove. Eighteen twenty five South three hundred West. We'll catch you later on in the show. Thank you. Come join us here at the warehouse. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. More next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.